Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hashtag not all men. But definitely this fucking guy. <laughs> this podcast may contain adult themes, strong language, and stupid health advice. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to In Bad Taste, where we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and the claims they make. I'm your host, registered nutritionist Pixie Tana. And I'm cardiothoracic surgeon Dr. Nikki Stamp. And here we are, back again, like Eminem. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. We are again. <laughs> yes, we're still watching these ridiculous health documentaries, probably the worst things that have ever been made, uh, basically so that you don't have to. And this week we are continuing on with the brand spanking new Netflix documentary series, Unwell, which has been very, very highly requested. Oh, yes. I mean, how up to date are we? Last week, we looked at the episode on essential oils, and this week, we are taking a deep dive into some serious bro science with the episode Bulking Up With Breast Milk. Do you know, um, the first time I ever heard of gym dudes, like it is that ridiculous. I've heard of this a few times now, but the first time I heard of gym dudes uh, foregoing you know, standard protein powder for breast milk to achieve their hashtag gains, I, I mean, I just about fell over. Like, you know, what we, we're doing, we're doing that now? Um, so I was pumped to watch this episode on breast milk because it's just so Pun funny. intended. Pun intended. That's right. <laughs> you know, the irony is, is that these bro science gym dudes, they're probably the same guys who think that breastfeeding is gross, right? They're definitely oh. those guys. But when it comes to getting shredded, <laughs> of course, they're on board with it and it's all fine. Yeah, it's they're, they're incredibly strange. But look. Let's get stuck into this. I suppose just quickly background, we all have heard the saying that breast is best. I would like to put a caveat on that. Breast is best if you are a baby. If you are not a baby, you don't need breast milk. <laughs> you just you just don't. For babies, there's lots of advantages of breast milk. There's antimicrobial activity. The babies get their immunoglobulins. So those are like our immune molecules, especially IgA. That's how they get their immune system basically when they're small. It protects their gut. It helps develop their gut. It protects against a very nasty um, gut condition called neck or necrotizing intracolitis. It's great for bonding. They get reduced uh, infection 
infections like ear infections, less SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome. Long-term benefits are possibly there. There are a lot of them based on longitudinal cohort studies. There might be reduced incidence of things like diabetes or allergy, you know, maybe. But all in all, breast milk is for babies. That's all. Yes. I, I just don't, I don't know why. I don't know why we're doing this now. I mean, we're not doing it. I don't know why these people are doing this now anyway. No. And also I want to say that breast milk is great for babies, but it is also not essential. There are definitely some circumstances where it is not possible and where it is not desirable or where, you know, the world is just not very kind to parents and particularly mm-hmm. particularly in certain countries where there is very little maternity leave, for example, it's not always an option. So, yep. you know, we are very much pro-choice here and very much pro every parent doing kind of what they need to. Yep within reason like not like to the anti-vaxxer level please but you know if you want to if you want (laughs) to breastfeed your kid fantastic if you feel that's not something for you and you want to bottle feed great we are happy for you either way Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there is, let's be honest, there's a lot of pressure on new mums to to breastfeed no matter what. And so absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly. But look, that is not what this episode is about. Nope, not in the slightest. This if this episode was about the benefits of breast milk for babies, we would be on board. We would be like, cool, thanks for sharing. Great to know. That is not what this is about. This is literally about men, and they are all men in this film, who are using breast milk, donated breast milk, and they get it from different sources. And they focus on a couple of people specifically, but they're getting it to improve their physique. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. And there's also another guy who's like whacked out of his mind who thinks it's curing cancer. But predominantly this episode is telling us the story of women who donate their milk and the guys who drink it for the hashtag gains and it's just so freaking bizarre like I just don't it's just very strange to me yeah it is really weird and we open with Elizabeth Elizabeth who donates milk and you know good for her I guess she has what is it hyperlactation which means that she produces a huge amount of milk she spends four hours per day pumping which is a lot of time uh interestingly her husband describes it as being part of her identity at this point and you know he seems a little frustrated i definitely got that impression and and then i saw her open the freezer and i was like holy shit there is so much milk in their freezer i'm starting to appreciate his concern a little bit because that is a lot of milk their daughters are age four and a half and two and a half both still drink what they describe as mummy's milk and look she's For the most part, what she does is pretty admirable. She supplies Mm. babies who have lost their mothers who are or who are in the neonatal unit or who have been adopted. Mm. And that, you know, I think that's a really admirable thing to offer. Yes. She also does sell it, though, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I got the impression that she makes so much that she can, like, do both. And so breast milk banks exist, as you mentioned, for, for babies who, for some reason, aren't getting their mother's milk. For whatever reason, they want to be ha- be getting um, breast milk. So we used to use it quite a bit, not that much, but we used to use it a bit um, in a kid's hospital I used to work in many years ago. So it's really it's a really important thing for some babies to have access to that. But, yeah, you're right, this lady, it, it just seems to be all consuming 
that that's all she does. And even she looked exhausted by it. And, you know, making breast milk, as in the woman making breast milk, is a very energy-intensive process. Like it takes up a lot of your your body's energy stores. So for her to be making so much that she's pumping four or five hours a day, that's that's a lot of energy that she's expending just in, in the milk production. But also she mentioned, you know, the, the supplies are really expensive because it has to be stored properly. She's got to have the pumping kit, all this kind of thing. Like that's that's like a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal, absolutely. And of course, uh, we go from that to meeting JJ. JJ, for the record, gives me really creepy vibes, like super creepy vibes right from the start. I was very uncomfortable every time he appeared on screen And before you judge me for judging him, you just, you wait to hear what he says. His focus is hugely on aesthetics, like hugely. I honestly get the feeling that his entire self-worth is dependent on the size of his muscles. And, you know, his muscles are fine, I guess. Kind of, they're kind of okay. I don't think he's that ripped. I don't think he, this is a, f- a strange thing. Like he he makes this revolting comment about what he wants to look like. He wants people to look at him and his physique and admire him so much that people say, oh, my God, get that guy a Band-Aid because he's cut. <laughs> like, so cringy. No, <laughs> no, you absolute loser. <laughs> and and he is, he's just so into like the, as you say, the aesthetic side of bodybuilding. Like he, he just wants to have a really low body fat. And he talks about first getting into this when his then partner was breastfeeding their child or children and she used to pump breast milk, not only for the kids but also for him and he would like put it in his protein shake and drink it up and he reckons that that actually led to him having really really low body fat unfortunately since that relationship has has ended and so uh, he is now looking for alternative sources for his breast milk supply for his hashtag gains which has led him to facebook basically he has been trawling facebook looking for women to sell breast milk to him for the gains why And he finds Tiffany. JJ and Tiffany have a chat on Facebook and then they meet. And honestly, Tiffany looks so uncomfortable. They both have their little cool bags. (gasps) And I just just want to tell you that this conversation is incredibly awkward and uncomfortable. He says, oh, you know, you've got a really nice bag. It looks like you've got a family. I look like I'm carrying body parts. Don't say that. When you are meeting a woman for the first time, <laughs> just just don't do that. That is so unnecessary. That is really massive red flag. <laughs> if, if I were Tiffany, I'd be like, I'm fucking out of here. This guy is going to murder me. That was my thought. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, we're going to watch a live murder. This is not good. He also was like, I feel like we should whisper because, you know, we're talking about breast milk. He, it's so awkward. The worst thing he says, though, he uses the words hustling your boob juice. And I lost my shit. Same. Like, whatever in the world makes this guy think that that is an okay thing to say to a stranger that he's just met, who he is clearly making very, very uncomfortable. And that just seems like a great time to say boob juice. Boob juice. I, just, I can't. Don't say boob juice. <laughs> 
I think we've sort of painted a really good picture of JJ, haven't we? Like with those sort of few sayings, we've really kind of nailed JJ. I think everybody knows the kind of guy we're talking about. JJ sucks. Yeah, he does. And we meet some friends and co-workers of his and he goes on about how people are kind of making hilarious comments about the fact that he's using breast milk. And I'm thinking, yes, of course they are. And he has some good friends. You know, his friends express some really solid concerns around things like screening the donor for disease because it's a it's a body fluid and concern around storage as well and I'm like yes these are really valid concerns and it's quite funny because he says quote with anabolic steroids you just don't know what's in it and at this point I'm thinking but the same applies with the breast milk you don't know what's in it unless you have a lab in your kitchen right so I guess that brings us to our next point what is the deal what is the deal with the safety what's the deal with the breast milk market There is a market. Can you believe that? Like, I'm just, I'm so blown away. Breast milk is superfood for bodybuilders. And there's a whole bunch of internet sites and forums and and people like JJ Troll, Facebook, looking for people to, to sell them. And apparently it is sold for a fair amount of money. Like, a significant amount of money, all of the, all by these people who are chasing the the apparent nutritional benefits, which we will come to. But let's talk first of all about the safety. So they do actually bring in an expert, you know, which is great, an expert who talks about the the safety of of these supplements, and that is a lady by the name of Sarah Kime. I think I'm saying her name right. And what they did, her group did a study where they, they went online, they purchased 102 samples of human breast milk. They documented everything. They took pictures of the packaging, of the shipping containers, and then they tested them for bacterial content and three quarters of them had pathogenic bacteria and she said some of them were so high in in these bacteria it was basically like drinking sewer water and the pictures of these breast milk containers like they were like leaking they weren't frozen they were totally not shipped safely and this I thought was hilarious one in ten samples had evidence of cow milk DNA or baby formula so people are paying like a premium for for breast milk. When we're going to tell you whether or not it works or doesn't work in just a second, hold tight. But they're paying for milk. They're paying for milk you can get for like nothing down at the store. It is absolutely crazy. I guess like in a more broad, broad sense, you know, the milk that we drink, like, you know, whether it be cow's milk or, you know, whatever milk that you're into um, from an animal, obviously, is is treated to eliminate some of these bacteria because it, it, it is going to happen. You know, it's a really rich substance for bacteria to grow. So it's important that things like pasteurization and testing and quality control are done on the milk that we consume. But breast milk, is also interesting because it exposes people to potentially to a number of infections and most significantly hepatitis b and c can be transmitted through breast milk hiv you know which leads to the aids can be transmitted through breast milk syphilis can be transmitted through breast milk and if you're buying right if you're buying from some random person off the internet and they say to you like oh yeah it's definitely breast milk well we know that's not always the case but also if you're that they're telling you that they they live cleanly um that they've been tested for hiv i mean how do you know you're just taking their word for it 
hundred percent. You could be really risking your 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 health and well being to do this. Now, I'm not. We're not saying that there's a whole bunch of people who are running around with bloodborne viruses, who are smoking and drinking and taking drugs and willingly selling their milk on the black market. But it's important that we, like all of these things, we weigh up the pluses and minuses. And you know, in my mind you're taking body fluid from a person you don't know, that's a big minus. Like you wouldn't go and take a pint of blood off someone you don't know and just inject that for the game. So why are you doing it with breast milk? No, I definitely would not do that. No, you are absolutely right. It is, you know, it's a body fluid. (laughs) And it's a. I think that's actually a really valid comparison. We have very specialist Mm. blood donor Mm. centres that are carefully regulated here you know they're run by the nhs very carefully you go you get tested they obviously take your blood they check it for everything then they send it out to whoever needs it that is a safe process right buying breast milk over the internet is not safe in the same way that buying a pint of blood over the internet is not safe i wouldn't recommend (laughs) it they're both body fluids it very much still applies so next up, we meet Professor Bruce. Solid guy. I like this guy. He says, rightly so, that milk is personal. The contents are dependent on the stage of development of the baby and also depend on what the mother eats as well. And this is this is interesting because obviously at different stages of development, the nutritional content is therefore going to vary slightly. And I just didn't see any of these bodybuilders asking questions about that to determine actually whether the stage of development of the baby or therefore the contents of the milk were actually ideal for their situation. They seem to just... <laughs> It's just, it is typical men. They just don't seem to understand the complexities of the female body. They really Mm. don't. This is, I mean, it just is a continuous pattern, (laughs) typical of the trend that we see in society. (laughs) What I really like about Bruce, though, is that he points out that nutritionally, breast milk is not a great supplement for athletes. And we see this nutrition label pop up on the screen per 10 ounces. And this, for the record, is 284 milliliters or half a pint. So picture, you know, half a pint of beer. That's kind of the quantity that we're looking at when when we're looking at 10 ounces. Just for comparison, so you know what we're working with here. So per 10 ounces, breast milk contains around 210 calories. And of that, 10.5 grams is fat decent amount of that is saturated fat as well, 25.5 grams of carbohydrates, and only 3.6 grams of protein. So lots of lactose, lots of carbs. It's not a lot of protein. No, it's not a lot of protein, which is, I think, is so strange because we know, you know, the, these people like JJ, for example, are used, are trying to use it as a supplement for hypertrophy, basically. And when you're doing that, you know, you, you need a significant protein intake in your diet and human milk just does not cut the mustard at all. Like it, that contains less milk, uh, less, <laughs> it contains less protein rather than cow's milk. Like you'd be better off having cow's milk with your shake, JJ. It's just so strange. This is just such a classic example of like urban legend. Breast milk is great for babies and look what happens to them. They grow into like whole human beings. Therefore, it must be good for me because I want to grow too. And, you know, I was talking to my friend Taylor Ryan, who's a sports dietitian. She hasn't seen this episode, but she's like, you know, these people just don't get it. Like if they genuinely want to make gains rather than buying black market milk, they would be better off just having a protein supplement and working with a proper sports dietitian to get what they need rather than buying 
buying black market bodily fluids. It's so it's so funny. There is literally no evidence whatsoever anywhere in the literature that there is any nutritional benefit to having breast milk for your athletic games. It's just it's just craziness. Any factors, for example, Dr. Bruce talks about anabolic factors that might be present in, in breast milk. Anabolic is anything that's going to build your body up. There are all factors that are going to be eliminated by our mature adult gastrointestinal tract. So again, any potential benefit, it, it's just not there. It's just not there. Drink, just drink regular milk. Stop stealing from the babies. Drink the regular milk. Speaking of stealing from babies, I guess this means we have to talk about Howard. Oh, this guy's creepy. Right? Howard is incredibly creepy. I found him also really uncomfortable, mainly because he describes breast milk as mother's milk. Repeatedly? Yeah, repeatedly. He will say the words mother's milk way too many times. My entire body shivers when I hear or say those words it is it's like a ghost has walked through me it is really uncomfortable it is just not nice can I just say something JJ grows up to be Howard he does he absolutely does JJ's what like in his 30s Howard is 50s 60s 50s 60s maybe yeah yeah yeah. 100 (laughs) percent now howard has been drinking breast milk i'm gonna be keep calling it breast milk (laughs) for 20 years to try and cure and now prevent prostate cancer look i'm not a doctor obviously but nikki you are (laughs) so can you please explain what the fuck is going on here i don't fucking know No, no. Okay. So like, okay. So I think we've talked about prostate cancer before. Prostate cancer can be like a really, really broad range of diseases. So Howard's talking a lot about a blood test called prostate specific antigen or PSA, which can be used to some, in some cases, screen for prostate cancer, like to catch it early. And sometimes it can also be used to monitor response to treatment. When he was first diagnosed, his PSA was very high. And then he explains that he started drinking breast milk. Thank you, Howard. He watched his PSA and he graphed it. Of course he did. And shows it like returning to sort of normal, normal-ish levels. Prostate cancer is very interesting though, in that in some men, actually in a lot of men, it can run a really indolent course. And so so it doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily spread or cause lots of mischief, depending on on the patient, depending on what treatment that he's had. But honestly, you know, he talks about he talks about the way the breast milk has saved his life. But honestly, what's probably saved his life is that he had early PSA screening and medical treatment. He said that he declined surgery, but even still, we don't, we don't get told if he's on any other treatments. There are medical treatments like tablets and injections that you can take, um, radiotherapy, et cetera, et cetera, for chemotherapy. So he doesn't tell us what other treatment that he's gotten, that he puts all of his success down to breast milk. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now... Really cool. I think this is interesting. This is where I feel, again, I know we talked about this last week where a narrator is kind of, you know, really sorely missing to kind of tie these links together because we meet a Swedish researcher. I'm going to butcher this guy's name by the name of Anders Huckinson. I'm sorry, Swedish people. That sounds about okay, I think. Did I do okay? Okay. Maybe. Okay, me. Um, but <laughs> he's, he actually researches breast milk and and for its its effects on cancer. Uh, and so Howard's like cranking out breast milk smoothies to, to fight his cancer. The reason behind that is that there has been some interesting research. It is so early. It is such early research. It's literally looking at a little clump of cells in a dish on a bench, okay? This is not for humans at the moment. I don't didn't even see any animal trials. But anyway, they there's a protein um, in breast milk called Hamlet, such a cool name Great for a name. protein. <laughs> and it is a tiny, tiny, tiny part of the composition of breast milk. So when we eat protein, doesn't matter what protein it is, by the way, our gut will break it down. We have enzymes that break proteins down into smaller, smaller, basically units, amino acids, so that they can be absorbed. The same thing will happen if we drink Hamlet. But in the lab, when they isolate and synthesize, so it's the a, a, a molecule of Hamlet that has been made in a lab, and they inject it directly into cells, into cancer cells in a petri dish, then those cells die. So Hamlet has some potential therapeutic benefits. But here's what I think is really strange, right? Howard has sort of taken stuff like that to mean that breast milk kills cancer. Mm. That's not quite right. What happens is this tiny protein kills cancer cells in a dish. And I kind of think of it like penicillin, right? Penicillin's an antibiotic, but it comes from the penicillin fungus, the whole fungus. When we have an infection, we don't eat the whole fungus. We have penicillin, mm -hmm. the synthetic drug that has been refined over many, many years. I just don't understand. It's kind of like, you know, that saying, why buy the cow and you have the milk for free? It's the other way around for wellness. They are obsessed with having the whole cow when you can get the milk for free. Yeah. Literally, you can get the compound that does the job. Why do we have to have the entire animal? Because it's more natural. And this is another, it's a bullshit, bullshit natural argument. And yeah, look, I have mixed feelings about this this professor. He's doing some really interesting research. It sounds fascinating, but I do feel that the way he talks about it is a little bit too much of an extrapolation. Yep. He's so focused on his research. I think I'm concerned that he is so in that bubble that he doesn't actually appreciate the impact his words can have in a wider space in a non-scientific community. 100%. That was my concern. Look, really interesting research. 
but you know, protein is digested. We don't know whether it would actually make it to the tumor. He says, big pharma wouldn't be interested. And my response is simply, fuck off. That is just ridiculous argument. Let's not go there. And he also says it wouldn't hurt to try it when talking about Howard. Like it wouldn't hurt to try drinking breast milk. Yes, actually it would. It would hurt to try it. There is really robust research showing that people who say no to chemotherapy and other conventional cancer treatments are 2.5 times more likely to die in the next few years. So yeah, there is harm that comes from it. People die. But that's not even what pisses me off most about Howard. You know what pisses me off most about Howard? Is that he is taking milk currently away from neonatal units. Now, this may sound harsh for me to say, but I think that is incredibly selfish of him. They, we, we meet people who work at this milk bank and they say that they're short on supply. They say very, they state very clearly, they supply as many different neonatal units as they can, different uh, neonatal ICU units, but they are short on supply. There is not enough donor milk for all the babies in intensive care. And mm-hmm. I totally agree with what the experts here are saying is that it is therefore not ethical for adults to take this away from these neonatal units. Really poor form, Howard. Like, really poor form. Like, you are literally taking candy from babies. Not even candy. You are taking literally (laughs) the thing that's going to help keep them alive. But you know, the other thing I found really strange about Howard is before he found milk banks, he asked a friend. He asked a friend. I mean, this kind of goes back to JJ's awkward conversation. What is it? I mean, that would be a really awkward conversation to have with someone. Like, um, excuse me, do you mind? Like, I'm not related to you at all. Um, you're not my wife. You're not the mother of my child. Would you mind sparing some breast milk for me? How do you have that conversation? Do you, it kind of gave me this sort of sense of entitlement. I guess it's the same with the, the milk bank, like that, that I'm so entitled to access your life-giving body fluid for my own needs I just I thought that was just unbelievably awkward and and really really creepy so yeah not a big fan of Howard not at all no and we meet uh, Professor Katie I want to say Hinder but that's my German accent coming in (laughs) I don't know how you say her name I'm not gonna try I'll ruin it Professor Katie Professor Katie, let's stick with that. And she says this fantastic quote that I'm 100% going to agree with. She says, I'm not even interested in having a discussion about whether or not breast milk can be useful for an athlete. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. When there is not enough milk for neonatal units, I am absolutely not interested in this discussion around whether athletes should be taking breast milk because the answer is obviously no. Stay the fuck away from the breast milk that neonatal units need. Yeah, 100%. It's unethical. It doesn't work. Just don't do it, which is funny because at the end of the film, um, or this episode rather, we unfortunately have to go back and see what JJ's up to, who has a new missus, a new partner, who is waiting on him hand and foot. She's like making his smoothies and, you know, he's still working out and grunting a lot at the gym. Twice a day. (laughs) He literally, he goes to the gym at 5 a.m., works until 8 p.m., and then goes back to the gym. That's not a relationship. She's a maid. Right. Yeah. I felt kind of sorry for her. It felt like a partner supporting an elite athlete. And it, 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 I don't know, no offense, JJ, but it kind of didn't feel like you're kind of headed in that direction. But, you know, in the space of four months, 
he's lost 11 pounds. That is a really, really small weight loss. Now, granted, you know, he's probably had some body composition changes. Um, His coach says that his skin folds have decreased. So, you know, absolute weight loss isn't necessarily the best indicator of body composition changes. But let's be honest, like it hasn't been the miracle drug that he has been, you know, touting that it's going to be. You know, his coach says something stupid like, you know, the vitamins from the breast milk have really helped him. I mean, no, they haven't. We know that that's not the case. I'm going to stand by my original statement in that a good sports dietitian writing him a sports-specific program would probably have better results. And it's it's probably safer for JJ as well. But I think, you know, he's there as the poster child for, you know, the great benefits of, of breast milk in the athlete. And I really just didn't see that much of a benefit for him. <laughs> like, is that harsh? Or is, am I just being, am I being a bit harsh? No, I think it's accurate. It very much seems to have been the case. And I feel like at this point in the episode, the documentary makers were like, This is all very white, isn't it? So let's go over to Mongolia for a couple of minutes on a complete tangent that, you know, actually felt a little bit strange and a little bit out of place, to be honest. I didn't really... It felt felt tokenistic. Yes, that's the right word. It felt really tokenistic. It felt like they just went, "Mm, this is all very white, isn't it? Let's, Let's go over to Mongolia where people generally breast milk for a really long time. Good for them. And as a result, they feel that is what makes their wrestlers really, really strong. And look, it was it was kind of a weird tokenistic tangent. I think that's really the most I have to say about that. The only thing actually I will say is that the guy who we interview, who is um, trying to be the best wrestler, his voice is beautiful to listen to. I mean, what a soothing, calm voice. (laughs) I really enjoyed listening to him. I, you know, I, it did feel tokenistic and I do, I know what you mean. That guy's voice is delightful, but I'm, I'm kind of pleased that they did bring into, into this film a cultural difference because Western people are weird about boobs, right? You know, if you see breastfeeding mothers out in public, you know, they'll get dirty looks. I know my friends like who breastfed in public, sometimes they feel uncomfortable or sometimes they watch other people feel uncomfortable. Like we're funny about boobs. So it was really cool that they showed all these women sitting in the park with their children of varying ages, just sitting out there breastfeeding away. And that it's, it's such a cultural, it's such a cultural phenomenon that they, they believe it's going to make them grow up strong. But then, yeah, it, it flips into the same thing, you know, that it's going to help them be better wrestlers. And again, there's just, there's really just no, no evidence for that. I mean, at one point, one of these guys says, you know, breast milk replenishes everything I've lost in my sweat while I'm training. I'm like, well, no, that's not true. Unless you're actually sweating breast milk, the breast milk's not replacing that. (laughs) Fun fact, do you know mammary glands that make breast milk are actually kind of like modified sweat ducts? So close but I'm sure that's not what he meant but anyway he's not sweating breast milk you know so again it felt it felt tokenistic it felt good though to have some you know cultural difference because yes this is like the whitest white documentary and we haven't even Mm -hmm. started talking about the enormous amount of cultural appropriation that goes on in some of these wellness practices I'm glad they put it in there but it just yeah didn't really add anything to the story No, and of course, then after that, we go back to more white people. We go back to a couple who adopted a baby. 
Mm. This was a an interesting one. I, I'd be definitely be keen to hear what you think about this because I had really mixed feelings. They asked for donations of breast milk over the internet. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to use the milk bank because they didn't want anything pasteurized because they feel they would be losing a lot of the benefits, which maybe you would be losing some benefits, but you would also be losing a lot of the risk. So I'm slightly concerned about the risk to that baby of drinking all this unpasteurized breast milk that's arrived in the post. Mm. And they are very clear about not wanting to pay for this. And I get where they're coming from. I really do. It can feel a bit exploitative. Yeah. But I also feel like it can be a little bit of an unreasonable stance because it also feels like the same tactic that the government often used to try and exploit healthcare professionals. It's this idea of if you care so much about helping people, why are you charging money for it? 100%. I need to eat and pay rent. That is why I need to charge for it. My time and expertise are worth money because it's my time. In the same way, these people are, these, these donors... They are buying special equipment to store Mm -hmm. and ship. They are paying for shipping. Mm. They are taking the time to do this. That is not free. So I don't know. I found that a bit bit uncomfortable and a bit tricky. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I kind of had the same feelings. Like I I think it was nice that they wanted to give their adoptive child um, some of the benefits of breast milk. But as we've already discussed, you know, there's plenty of people um, who who use formula for a number of reasons and that's still okay for the child. I thought that that like very one-track mind approach to only seeking out breast milk just struck me as you know it's a little bit on the towards the more extreme end of 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 wanting to provide the best but yeah the the lack you know not wanting to get it from the the breast bank because of not wanting to be pasteurized again that just kind of made me feel a bit uncomfortable as well because I thought well look you know we've already talked about this the possibility of disease transmission whether it be bacterial infection or you know, bloodborne um, illnesses. Again, that's something that you really should be keeping in mind. I didn't like that. But yeah, they're not wanting to pay for it. I agree. I think that felt a bit weird. I totally get where they were coming at. I, I felt like they didn't want to, they didn't want to enforce a practice of paying for really expensive, paying a lot of money rather for, for breast milk that doesn't necessarily need to be that expensive. But we've just heard from multiple people throughout the film who are breast milk donors who have said that it's a really expensive habit and I think they should be compensated. So there were just a few things that kind of made me feel just a little bit icky about that story. I get that they're trying to do the best for their child, but I mean, it just goes along with the theme of this whole episode. There were so many t- moments during this episode and this is one of them where you're like, oh, I just, I don't, I feel a bit icky. I feel a bit dirty. I feel just yuck about what's just been said. This was just another one of those. Yeah. I think that sums up this episode really well. <laughs> my my verdict on this entire episode is firstly, ugh, and secondly, the men in this episode are really creepy. Really creepy. <laughs> really so I don't actually think they did this as well as, as they could have. I think that they, as usual, didn't really give the experts enough time. They used this idea of curing cancer as a carrot to wave in front of us. And because they did that, it is not balanced. That narrative is so powerful. It emotionally overshadows everything else that comes up in this documentary. It completely overshadows everything. And so it is not balanced. It is not actually fair. 
No, I agree. And and I think you really hit the nail on the head that, that again, we don't see enough airtime from the experts. And the expert, you know, um, Anders, who, you know, is obviously incredibly passionate about what he does, did not provide, in my opinion, a balanced, sensible view of his research and what that actually means. And, and I think that's really disappointing. Again, totally missed the mark <laughs> for me. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm being pretty harsh on all of these episodes, but, yeah, completely missed the mark. Again, I think that they, they just have these meandering stories and they're kind of hoping that you will form your own opinion and that that opinion is, the, for want of a better term, the correct one, that you'll be critical of these practices. But it's so wishy-washy and ambiguous in so many areas. The The aim of the film just does not hit home enough and you're just left going, so should I try some breast milk for the gains? I'm not quite sure. I didn't, I don't get it. And also, yeah, Howard, stop calling it mother's milk. Don't be a creep. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy, so creepy. Well, I am glad that we are leaving breast milk behind and that hopefully we never have to talk about grown men drinking it ever again. (laughs) But we are definitely not done with the bro science because next week's episode is the one that probably makes us the most angry out of all of them. Next week, we are going to be talking about fasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can feel my blood pressure rising already. I'm getting fired up. (sighs) I'm not sure I'll be able to get through it, but we'll see. We'll try. But in the meantime, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find us. And, of course, tell your mates. Now, if you have questions or comments, please get in contact with us on email in badtastepodcast at gmail.com. We really, really want to hear from you. So please be sure to put hashtag gains in the subject, (laughs) something like that, Or, or tell us what you bench. Um, tell us your best bench um but as always though you can come and see us in the meantime on our socials pixie is at pixie nutrition and i am at dr nikki stamp and as always we've got for you some juicy references and very relevant links in the show notes below i can't believe you said the word juicy (laughs) join us next week to find out apparently why even though humans need food to survive we just shouldn't for a bit bad advice We'll find out why next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. even say this <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at this it's so not okay sorry okay i have two new obsessions that i need to share with you impress no glue press on manny's and impress press on falsies lashes trust me these are getting ready game changers both require no glue so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes no mess and no annoying dry times just one step and you're done boom instant glam visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25 percent off impress manicure and press on falsies hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.